A lot of times in preparation for trial or for depositions, my clients ask me, hey, um, I got something on my record. Is that something that the insurance company is going to use against me? The answer, as always, is it depends. So in Indiana, there's a case called Ashton versus Anderson. And in that case, the Supreme Court set out a list of criminal convictions of charges that can be admissible in your injury trial or uh, almost any trial. So those offenses include treason, rape, arson, murder, burglary, robbery, kidnapping, forgery, perjury, and any offense that deals with dishonesty. It's kind of a catch-all. So in general, most theft offenses would be included in this. What's not included are DUIs, traffic uh, violations, reckless driving, battery, drug offenses, drug dealing is not included and generally will not be admissible. So the theory behind it is that the jury should be able to hear whether or not a witness has a certain type of conviction so they can use it to help assess the credibility of that testimony that the witness is giving from the witness stand. Uh, so for example, a check deception is not listed in the Ashton offenses, but check deception is something that the court will, will presumably allow the jury to know about uh, if a witness has that in his or her background. Now, a, uh, one thing to know about it is that there is generally a 10-year limit on the admissibility. So if your conviction is 12 years ago, chances are that's not going to be uh, admitted. Again, there's always a depends uh, situation when it comes to these legal issues. Uh, in, in very narrow circumstances, the court can decide that it's appropriate, uh, but the vast majority of times, not going to be admissible. And in almost no situation will the court uh, allow the prior conviction to be used to prove uh, something at issue in that case. Or, for example, if there's a, a theft conviction from eight years ago, uh, chances are the court is not going to allow that to be used to prove whether or not uh, a theft occurred a year ago, if that's the issue in the case. But what, uh, you know, what the court does, as I said, is, is they use it to assess uh, credibility of the witness. So this applies not only to you if you have a lawsuit, if you're one of the parties, uh, it, it applies to witnesses who testify. Uh, and the court might even give some type of what's called a limiting instruction to tell the jury only consider it for this purpose. Uh, however, juries, it's, they're people. It's human psychology, it's pretty hard uh, to, to just forget that and just say, you know, only consider for credibility's purposes uh, the fact that the defendant is a rapist. Don't consider that for, for other purposes. So um, uh, there, there are effects of this, you know, beyond what the law says. We know that, like I said, it's human psychology. Uh, but as far as the law goes, what the rules are, uh, that is how it plays out. So, does this mean that uh, we're saying if you are in a car crash and you, uh, you know, made a mistake five years ago and have a certain one of those convictions that you don't have a case? 
No, I'm not saying that at all. You probably still have a case. That's why one of many reasons why it's important to talk to an attorney, because there are exceptions and exceptions to the exceptions uh, uh, in regards to these offenses and what's admissible, what's not. Uh, and on top of that, there's other strategies uh, to help explain uh, the, the, the circumstances uh, and other strategies to make sure that you are getting fair compensation for what happened. Because regardless of what happened five years ago, someone who's hurt in a crash is hurt in a crash. Uh, and if they didn't cause it, they deserve compensation for what they went through. So if you have any questions about this or any issue, call me, Jameson Allen, Mark Lopez Law, 317-632-3642. Stay safe.